And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Congratulations are in order. Yesterday, we congratulated Elon Musk for becoming the third richest guy, jumping over Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, Mark is still struggling with his $110 billion, but, you know, he'll get by. But today, I wanted to congratulate Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry just made it to the billionaire list. Yes, he's a billionaire. Now, he's not up there with Elon and, you know, Jeff, and Bill, and Mark, but he's getting there. He's now worth a billion dollars. Not bad. Not bad for a guy that used to live out of his car. Proof, proof that you can still, you can still make it in America. So according to this, the breakdown of his worth is $320 million for his entire library of movies, TV shows, plays, as he owns 100% of the content he's created, $300 million in cash and investments, $280 million for Tyler Perry Studios, which sits on 330 acres in Georgia, $60 million for his equity stake in BET+, that's the streaming service that debuted last year. $40 million in homes and toys. Add it up, and you get a billion dollars. Congratulations to Tyler Perry for joining the Billion Dollar Club. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I was going to say new scam, but really this is just a... a I, we've talked about this scam before, I think that uh, is making the rounds again because a sheriff's department has come out and warned the public about a phishing scam or smishing scam where cyber criminals uh, send SMS messages to your phone. And it's just a message to your phone. It's just a text message to your phone. And it says, probably your name, we found a package from March pending for you. Kindly assume ownership and confirm for delivery here with a link. Do not click on the link. Also, I'm sure if it says your name, it might say, sir, we found a package from you. Or it might say you're like, like if someone texts me that knows me, they wouldn't say, Jeffrey, we found a package from March pending for you. It just, uh, you know, I guess maybe companies would, so it's kind of misleading. But if you get a text like that, don't click on the link. And I've found myself, I'm actually, I think I've received a couple of these because I've found myself a couple of times almost clicking on these links because you feel like, really, a package? What the heck? And you click on the link. Too late. Too uh, late. I mean, they're talking about, uh, you know, that's going to, once it once you click on it, uh, you know, it's already putting malware on your phone. Or, or if you're lucky, it doesn't do that, and it just asks you to start inputting data to pick up your package, which, hello, doesn't exist. And then once they have that information, they can follow you around and get into your bank accounts and do everything else. Most likely... It creates some kind of malware on your phone. And then, then you're in trouble. So if you see that, you may, you know, block that number is a one way to go about it. Although, you know, so many of these 
scams. Uh, you know, they send you a number and then the next time they call, they call with the same number with just one number different. So the number that you blocked is still blocked, but that new number isn't. So I would just be, you know, prepared to not click on that link when you get a message to your phone and be sure to tell mom and dad, uh, yo, grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, don't be doing it. Uh, it's going to be hard because when you get the message comes to your phone, boop. Hey, Bill, we found a package from Marge pending for you. Kindly assume ownership and confirm for delivery here. And without thinking about it, you've clicked on the link too late, too late. So think before you link, you know what? That's a new, (laughs) that's a new program that we're starting right here on chewing the fat today think before you link that's a good rule of thumb for anything in life think before you link it's a new campaign that we're uh, we're starting here on chewing the fat today it's a to fat campaign uh think before you link i like it Speaking of thinking, uh, it's not really funny, but I see where Irving, Texas Police Department, which is right down the road from Mercury Studios, by the way, uh, they have posted on their Facebook page that uh, an update. Uh, At this time, we still only have one complaint and have no other evidence of this being sent to more than one person. A letter was sent to an individual who lives in Irving. The police department uh, has met a, been made aware of the letter they received uh, they re- that was received, and it's an isolated incident. Now, what this is is just neighbors. I mean, it's neighbor wars. Oh, I got to talk to you about the neighbor wars happening. Oh my gosh! All all it's happening all over, but it's now starting to happen in my neighborhood. Incredible! It's going to be amazing. Inc- neighbor wars, neighborhood wars are happening. And this is an example really of neighborhood wars. So someone in the community got a letter sent to them and it's titled (laughs) a-holes. Now it's got the resident's name on it and it's in Irving, Texas, and it's got big block letters at the top. Return back to your country. Then it goes, then it drops down into a-holes. And then the letter goes on. American citizens in IT industry and other professional fields have lost their jobs to many Indians and Chinese. We asked you to leave the country without further delay. We will have no choice but to shoot mercilessly. Say that word. We have no choice but to shoot mercilessly. I can't say it fast. Mercilessly. We have no choice but to shoot mercilessly. At work. At workplace. <laughs> now I all screwed up with the letter. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We asked you to leave the country without further delay. So they asked, they may have already asked these people. We may know who they were. It doesn't say we ask. It says we asked. So, you know, maybe they're, 
they're really smart people and they've already already asked anyway they say we've asked you to leave the country without further delay the letter goes on to state and i'm going to see if i can get through this now you ready we will have no choice but to shoot mercilessly still that's not right mercilessly we will have no choice but to shoot mercilessly at workplace in community on pool or on playground weird the weird phrasing We're going to shoot mercilessly at workplace, in community, on pool, or in playground. Really weird. But anyway, the police department has posted on their Facebook page that it's uh, one complaint. There's no other evidence uh, of this being sent to more than one person. They are calling it an isolated incident, but that they take harassment and hate crime uh, extremely serious. An investigator has been assigned to this case. If you have information... Uh, where this letter was generated from and who is responsible for it, please contact Investor Cunningham, Cunningham at cityofirving.org. So it's an anonymous letter. They will shoot mercilessly. There, I said it. I finally got it out. <laughs> wow. Sorry about that. Anyway, people are sending letters uh, to neighbors and telling them they're going to get, I mean, they're going to do harm to them, threatening violence. I mean, Irving is like, the most diverse city in America or one of them. So, I mean, there's all kinds of Chinese and Indian descent people there. So be careful if you're one of them. I mean, neighborhood wars are everywhere these days. So the other day I told you about the guy on the corner in my neighborhood who put up the Trump Pence 2020 sign. And I thought, wow, remember how that takes some guts. Right, it's right on the corner. It's a, the one road is a main drag. It's going out of the neighborhood. I'm thinking, you know, there could be, you know, accidents happen. But, uh, and I don't know, and I say one guy. I'm guessing it's a family that lives there. There's always a couple of automobiles in the driveway. One of them is a big pickup truck. <laughs> right? So, you know, who wants Trump is that guy and his people. So he was the first one. And I thought, okay, that takes some guts. And uh, good for him. Good for him. I mean, if you want to put a sign in your yard, put a freaking sign in your yard. We talked about the other day that brought on that story was the lady that put up the Trump Pence sign on her fence. And now the neighbors wrote a letter calling her out and telling her what a horrible person she is. And she's the, you know, first... (sighs) first round citizens and her folks came to this country and became citizens and she was born here i mean it's just incredible right so uh now i pull out of the neighborhood this morning the same road only the other end of the road and it's only i mean i don't know how many houses are on this road but not very many and uh the first first house and the third house in the other direction. So it's about, I don't know, three or four hearses down, maybe something like that. Have Biden-Harris 2020 signs in their front yard. So now it's two to one. The wars have started, man. And I don't know if they know each other. I don't know, you know, what the deal, if, if the fights are going to break out. But the Trump-Pence sign went up first. And now the two dingleberries down at the corner have their Biden-Harris signs up. I know. (laughs) I know. Neighborhood wars have started, my friends. 
they have started. And not only in real life, but in virtual world as well. Okay? So, the Biden has started a campaign that you can get virtual yard signs in Animal Crossing, New Horizon, Nintendo's mega popular game that was released in March. So it's a part of, according to this, a broader effort to shift the massive campaign apparatus online. He, uh, it says here, it's already moved his rallies and fundraising events to the internet. Yeah, because they don't want him uh, out and about with uh, regular people. But I digress. And so they've tapped a few gaming influencers, of course, and spread the signs around the virtual universe. So you can put up signs in your in your yard for for Biden Harris. Now, I would say, let's see, gamers uh, can add signs to their islands uh, using the QR codes on the Nintendo Switch online app. There are four designs to choose from. So, uh, and it says here that uh, the Animal Crossing gamers have made signs supporting President Trump, but Trump's campaign said that they're not going to do anything official. Why not? I mean... You have to. I mean, they've got such a strong campaign going against Biden right now. Don't let up. Get don't let the don't let the gaming people drag you down, man. Make sure that it's available and ready and willing to go up in whatever neighborhood war you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna you know if you're playing Animal Crossing and uh, you know the guy. That's <laughs> a, a yard sign, albeit a virtual sign. Uh, you may want to, you know, be ready to fight for your yard. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen in real life, too. I'm I'm a little scared that if this neighborhood starts popping up Trump and Biden signs everywhere, uh, you're going to have to make a stand. You're going to have to make a stand. And I, it's going to get ugly. You're going to have to make a stand with a, with a Trump-Pence 2020 sign and an American flag or a Biden Harris 2020 sign and uh you know another flag that isn't the American flag oh are you trying to say they're not American take it whatever way you want I mean I try not to get political on this show often it dry I know it's a you know it's just a it's a weird thing that I have on this show I you know I, I try to have, let you get away from it a little bit but it's tough I mean we're in a weird place in in the country and the world between the lockdown and the election I mean they're setting us up for the election not happening officially on election day because of uh, mail-in votes they're already laying the groundwork that it's uh, no one should uh, no one should say yep you won all right i concede and there i mean the head this headline a data firm uh, the headline is warning democrat data firm says trump landslide likely on election day but will be flipped to biden by mail-in votes emerging a week after election which means they don't want the election to count on election day. Okay. I mean, we are in a weird, weird place with all of this. And it's just going to get weirder. And it's going to get more violent. 
I mean, be careful. I hope it doesn't. I hope we finally get to shut it down. But I talked a little bit about it already that, you know, after the election, whenever that is, is when everybody shuts down all the violence. I mean, the protesting, uh, because it doesn't work to anyone's advantage. And we're already seeing that as the, you know, the Democratic Party are already at least some of them are downplaying the violence, saying it doesn't do anybody any good. But they're really just and then the other half is saying, well, it's got to keep it up and it's got to be strong. But really, the violence and the tearing down neighborhoods is uh, it does more harm than good. You can quote me on that. And it doesn't do any, but nobody, nobody, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever. They don't you don't want people coming into your neighborhoods. And I'll tell you what. The one thing that uh, I found out today that happened, I, that I will not stand. It will not stand. I won't. I won't let it happen. I won't let it happen. Okay? I won't do it. Um, I found out that Graceland, sure, there have been landmarks all around Memphis hit by graffiti. Okay? Sure, there's been plenty of uh, plenty of things happening around the country. Sure, we don't like it, but we've let some of it go. This I cannot I cannot let stand. All right, Graceland was graffitiized overnight, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Messages of defund the police, BLM marked up and down with 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 other bad words okay on the walls of graceland that will not stand i will not let that happen okay no no uh i don't care about the amphitheater in overton park in memphis and the iheart memphis mural in midtown memphis no i mean i do care about them but right now what i care about is graceland okay that's what I care about. Unacceptable. Don't be messing with the king. Don't be messing with the king. All right? I won't have it. I won't have it. Now, I know that state rep Antonio Parkinson from Memphis uh, decided that what? What's the real issue here? Every visitor has come to Graceland as written on the wall and there were no complaints. So really, it's what was written, not the fact that it was written. Yeah, that's right, Antonio. Nobody wants uh, the F word and defund the police and BLM spray painted, graffitiized on their wall. In particular, the wall of Graceland. Got it? State Rep. Antonio. Okay, uh, we show up at Graceland and we may sign our name, hey, here on this date. Whoa, but we're not spray painting defund police. Eat the rich. F you. I can't, I just, I will not let this stand. I will not let this stand. I can't do it. And all these places are, you know, they've been closed. They got no, oh, can we? Can we open, can we just say whatever mandates we had are now over, please? Yes, COVID-19 is out there. Yes, all other, all other, 
plagues and diseases and germs are still out there. Do your very best to not catch them, whatever it is. Okay? If that means wear a mask, wear a mask. If that means stay home, stay home. But businesses and establishments and people's livelihoods have to come back. So we're going to let the country open back up again. Please. Can we just do that? Can we just do that? It's just incredible to me that we're not doing that. I mean, look, you've got our leaders. You know, we do the stories all the time of our leaders do as we say, not as we do. Uh, you know, the Dingleberry from Chicago, Lightfoot. Uh, you got the Dingleberry from Philadelphia, the mayor, eating uh, in a dine-in restaurant in Maryland. Oh, do you mean the dine-in restaurants in Philadelphia are closed like that? Yeah, yeah, they are. Those restaurants have been closed. You can't dine inside. And you can dine outside, but only at 25% capacity. Oh, but you can enjoy you know, dining indoors uh, without your mask and uh, no social distancing in other states. So I'm going to go there and do it. But my rules still stand in Philadelphia. Come on now. And then we have, you know, Pelosi getting her hair done and getting it blown out. Do I care if she's getting her hair done in a blowout? No. I mean, absolutely not. But I care that her excuse is, well, I didn't know. I didn't know those rules. Uh, I'm only from San Francisco. I'm only the congresswoman from this area for the last 800 years. And I'm only making people mandate all these rules and places in my space. But I didn't know the rules in San Francisco. I didn't know when I came up to this place that all the other stores that were closed and boarded up and the homeless guy was taking the crap out front. I figured that was just normal. And I needed my hair cut and colored and blown out. Do you mean to tell me that the other places weren't able to blow dry your hair because of the COVID-19 rules and regulations? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. All right. I believe you. No. No, I don't believe you. And we're at a point now where we're having our leaders in parentheses. I'm not supposed to say it like that. Sorry. Uh, uh, one listener will get mad at me, but. I'm going to say it like that anyway. Uh, our leaders in quotation marks, parentheses, uh, time has come. Time has come. Okay. Uh, what is good for me and not thee needs to end. Uh, that's also a new slogan. It's slogan day on Chewing the Fat. We had uh, think before you link and what is good for thee no, what is good for me and not thee needs to end. You know, when you do a tag, you're supposed to do it right. What is good for me and not thee needs to end, right? Or what is good for thee is not good for me and that needs to end. Ah, we'll work on it, but there's a new slogan coming. <laughs> go to the break room i need an ice cold drink of refreshing soda <laughs> you know what kind oh my gosh 
So good. So uh, there's lawsuits everywhere going on. You know, as we're in the break room, might as well talk about some lawsuits. I mean, you got the, the Johnny Depp case in London, right? That's still going on. I mean, well, I mean, they're waiting for a verdict and they're saying they're not going to get a verdict. Well, they don't know when the verdict is coming out. Uh, hopefully, you know, ASAP on that verdict. There's one headline that talks about he's going to launch a new multi-million dollar court case against Amber Heard. Uh, that's going to happen here in the States. No matter what happens with the libel case in London, uh, we'll see what happens there. Then I see where he's asked for uh, the defamation lawsuit against Amber to be delayed due to his filming schedule for Fantastic Beasts 3. Uh, according to this, you know, they uh, they had set the date and then the COVID and then the trial and now the case and now the filming of the movie is going to, you know, conflict with each other. What to do? It's a tough life. And we saw, remember, and even, uh, what's his face, is trying to help Depp out with movie roles. You know, Iron Man. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is trying to say that he's, you know, wants Depp to be in his uh, Sherlock Holmes sequel. Well, then there was a story that Depp went and, you know, bent the knee to Robert Downey. Hey, help me, help me, help me. I didn't even know about the, I forgot about the Fantastic Beast 3. I mean, so he's got work and he's suing and, you know, he's been spent, I'm sure he needs some cash. No question. Uh, he's lived a pretty good lifestyle and I'm sure he needs some cash. So those lawsuits are, I mean, that's just going to be a never ending battle. We have the 50 cent lawsuit. No, not the 50 cents, not the lawsuit that got you 50 cents, but 50 cent, uh, who just won, uh, who's awarded $14.5 million, right? In a malpractice suit against the attorneys in one case that, you know, proved that the attorney's were lousy and didn't do him right. Well, he won $14.5 million on that suit. Ah, not so fast. Uh, that goes right to the bankruptcy money because he filed bankruptcy. I know. And now, you know, the bankruptcy is worth, I think, $23 million is the money that he owes. So, you know, $14.5 takes a little bit of a, takes a little bit of a, a little bit of dent into that, but it's still out there, right? So he still owes a little bit of money. So the $14.5 million, bye-bye. Have a nice day. But uh, 50 cent, uh, you know, he'll, he'll come back. And there's another guy. He'll, you know, somebody will help him out, throw him in a movie, give him a few million, and uh, he'll, you know, he'll have the bankruptcy paid off, and he'll make, start making cash again. So it's good. And he'll, you know, he'll create, he's a talented man. So he'll do, you know, whatever it takes, and he'll work, and he'll be, you know, he'll be back on his feet again. No problem. Uh, I love, you know, my, I, I met 50. <laughs> I have met 50 before in the past. It was my favorite. It was one of my favorite stories. I mean, at that time, uh, I don't know about today. It's very possible it's the same. But at that time, 50 uh, traveled with quite an entourage. And he wasn't traveling alone. He just didn't walk in the building and say, hey, uh, I'm here for a radio interview this morning. Yeah. Um, my, my name is Curtis Jackson. A lot of people know me as 50 cent and I'm here for an interview. No, 
uh, the front door's open and it's the entourage and it's 50 cent. And so I go down and he's doing an interview at one of the stations in the building that I was working at in, uh, in Tampa and a clear channel megaplets of radio stations in Tampa, 4,002 Gandhi Boulevard to be exact. I'll never forget that address. I don't know why it's embedded in my brain, but, uh, so I go out, he's doing an interview, and I go down the hallway. I'm going, well, you know, I want to watch a little bit of listen to the interview and watch him do the live radio interview. And there's a crowd in the hallway, and I'm just standing there, and the one guy comes up next to me and folds his arms and stands next to me, and he's in a suit or whatever. And I, I realize that he's, you know, with 50 Cent. I got it. He's part of the entourage. And uh, he asked me, uh, so, you know, who are you? I introduced myself to him, told him who I was, what was going on. I said, you know, just, you know, just want to check out the interview a little bit and so what's your name and he and he told me his name and i i apologize for not remembering his name but he said after his name i'm with fitty and I, <laughs> oh okay i never would have guessed yeah i'm with fitty oh okay all right no problem well, you just stand there then don't worry about it i was just <laughs> stupid 50 cent story yeah i'm with 50 oh, okay all right yeah no problem and then we have the seinfeld lawsuit i mean we're just saying so the lawsuits abounding right so the real george costanza the guy that claims george costanza's character was based about him sues nbc for 100 million for copying his likeness oh okay so according to jerry he and larry david met at a Korean deli and sat there and made fun of everything that they saw as they were sitting there. And they thought, well, this would be a great show. And that was what the premise of the show would be. And they thought it'd be a great idea. Let's do a show like this Two comedians, nothing to do walking in and out of places in New York, talking about stuff. That was it. So it really wasn't a show based on nothing. It was a show about everyday life. Got it. So the real Michael Costanza attended Queens College with Seinfeld in the 70s. And after seeing early episodes of Seinfeld, he thought, uh, hey, that uh, kind of reminds me of someone. I don't know, me? And so he thought, uh, I'm going to try to get a little bit of money out of this deal because uh, he said his likeness to George was ruining his life and he wanted some compensation that reflected his pain and suffering and his lawyer thought that hey you know what that's the least they could do for you is a hundred million oh well and jerry was not happy about this no 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 uh jerry said uh the universe would be out of kilter if someone named costanza won anything <laughs> that's funny jerry that's funny now not only did he lose the lawsuit he also was ordered to pay 2500 bucks for filing a frivolous lawsuit. Wow. Okay. They called the lawsuit frivolous. I don't know that it's frivolous. I mean, they can't get, they can't really give him, they, they, there's no way that they could admit that the character was based on a real person because then all the characters are based on a real person and you end up going to uh, court forever trying people trying to get money well if that character was based after him then he was based after me and i want money okay all right so seinfeld 
according to this, has earned $400 million in royalties from reruns. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. And co-creator Larry David is getting a little bit of cash, too. And so is uh, NBC. Right? I mean, NBC, they're talking about the show has made billions. I mean, that's a lot of freaking money that show has made. There is no doubt about it. All right? I mean, Jerry's already worth almost a billionaire. He's almost a billionaire. He'll be close. Right? They're talking about uh, the syndication deals and everything. The show has brought in, you know, billions of dollars. Multiple. Three, four billion dollars. So, it's pretty good. The other characters... Not so much. Now, remember the last year that they came back. Jerry said that he wasn't going to come back unless everybody made, and I'm going to say a million dollars an episode, but I don't remember what it was, but a lot of money. And they they all were fighting for a raise, and they got it. They got the raise. However, they didn't get any of the rights to any of the shows or series, okay? Any of the years, any of it. Part of the syndication deal, which is, uh, that's where the money is. Now, during the big renegotiation for that final year, they uh, they all said that they were very mad that they didn't get any back-end participation in the profits for the show. That is kind of bad. I mean, they should have gotten it for at least the last year, right? So you take the first nine or ten years or how many ever years that stupid show was on and you give everybody... A percentage of the last year right so larry and jerry and nbc all take a little bit of a less money for that final year so that uh, julia and jason and michael can all get their cut you know a small percentage of the syndication for the final year and then the rest of the years all go to nbc and jerry and larry right but no <laughs> that did not happen and to think about, I mean, that show has been, what, 20 years ago, right? Wow. Long time. And people are still, you know, lawsuits against them. Just incredible. Hey, remember, uh, remember to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Just, I was thinking about lawsuits and I'm thinking, hey, don't sue me. <laughs> Just subscribe to the podcast. Uh, so if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, you need to turn into a nicer person. All right. What, what are you NBC? <laughs> yeah. Saying, no, this is not based on a real life story. No, this show is based on a real life person. Me. All right. Jeff Fisher. So subscribe to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody, Hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I just listening to chewing the fat. You should subscribe. Yeah. Just pick a platform. It doesn't matter. He's available every on all platforms, whichever one you like. Don't you like iTunes? Don't you have a don't you have an iPhone? Yeah, you could subscribe there for chewing the fat. Your wife though, she hates that iPhone. I know she's got that Samsung. So tell her she needs to subscribe on uh, Spotify or iHeartRadio or Stitcher. There's a bunch more. You know, if your kid I know your kid likes uh, those weird platforms. <laughs> They're not really weird. You know those other those young those young kidder platforms. He could subscribe there too. <laughs> You know, those platforms that nobody knows about. Yeah, he's available there, too. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And then, hey, don't forget. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel, too. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on YouTube. Might as well subscribe there, too. Okay? Yeah, that's great. 
Thanks. I talk to you later. Hey, your yard's getting a little long there, and, and your Trump sign. Thumbs up, man. Don't mind my Biden Harris sign, though. <laughs> okay. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat now, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, talk to you later. See you, Joe. Man, that guy. He's going to be okay if he starts listening to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> And then, and then there's another big lawsuit I was reading about. So McDonald's is under a big lawsuit again. 52, 52 black former franchise owners has sued McDonald's saying that McDonald's discriminated against the franchisees by steering them toward its weaker restaurants in inner cities, which had higher operating costs and lower revenue effectively setting them up for failure. According to the suit, the black franchisees annual average sales from 2011 to 2016 were 25% below the national average for McDonald's owners. They're seeking damages between four and 5 million per store. The plaintiffs together operated over 200 stores. <laughs> Of course, McDonald's says, uh, yeah, no, they're false and we'll go ahead and fight the suit. This is like the third racial discrimination suit filed against McDonald's in 2020 alone. Doesn't every company in today's world have a racial discrimination lawsuit filed against them? I know that's not true, but it feels that way. It feels like this is the in thing to do. If you're a big company then you have discriminated against every race except for white people because the white people were doing the discriminating. So we're going to sue you. Now, they also uh, have faced, you know, I don't know what word I want to use. Um, uh, bad words. They faced bad words. That's what they have. McDonald's has faced bad words for failing to stymie sexual harassment how are they supposed to? Okay. And its locations and protect restaurant workers from COVID-19. Okay. So how does McDonald's stymie sexual harassment at locations? So, I mean, if they did they, what, they didn't put up a sign that said, Hey, don't sexually harass the employees. Now, most of these, like these 200 stores, they're franchises. So they don't necessarily work for McDonald's, but they do because you can only do business from McDonald's main home. It's a really, I know it's a weird situation that they have. And, you know, and, and so it's going to be, I think it's going to be hard to prove, but you know, maybe they'll, they'll fight it and then they'll end up, you know, giving each of these guys, you know, instead of 5 million a store, we'll give you, you know, 2 million a store and uh get out of here there's 400 million you guys split it any way you want have a nice day i'm willing to do that <laughs> for the former franchise owners uh i'll take you know i'll work out a settlement deal for you and get some cash and so just tell me you know what the bottom line is how much you want and i'll work it out for you and i'll take my cut i mean 
if you they own two altogether they own 200 stores and they want five million a piece for those stores come on now you aren't saying now if you were business savvy then you should have known to say no if they were actually steering you to these so-called weaker restaurants in inner cities right you would think that uh, it's tough to prove it's tough to prove so they're saying that hey we were so dumb we just did what mcdonald's told us to do and now because we did that we lost money <sighs> good luck good luck good luck download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts so yesterday we talked about uh, <laughs> we talked about uh, my man in oklahoma who was going through the Taco Bell drive-through naked? Now, aside from his nakedness going through the drive-through, I also noted that the reason he was in the drive-through so long and then had to come back is because he didn't get everything he asked for as far condiment-wise. Okay, setting aside the whole, you know, driving around naked. Um, so now today I see where drive-throughs account for forty-two percent of all restaurant visits. 42%. That is, that's a huge number. And so that means that even more restaurants are going to be uh, using that drive-through method, whether it's, you know, using their app and pulling up and having the food brought to your car or going through the actual drive-through. They're going to need more than, you know, the days of one window. Yes, I like this. And then paying and doing it. They've got to have to, you know, pick up the process. Uh, Chick-fil-A has actually started to do that. Taco Bell. Uh, has uh, said that they were going to create a better environment for drive-through. Those are their new stores, right? Drive-through and also order from their app and bring it out to you. That gets me back to training of these employees. They're going to have to learn. They're going to have to condiments and you're going to have to set rules and parameters around those condiments. I know that we've become accustomed to them being free. So it's going to have to be, you know, hey, with every order, you get four napkins and two mild sauces and two ketchups and one mustard. If you have to do more than that, then we're going to have to charge you something like that. There's going to have to be some sort of parameters, but it has to be set because I don't want to keep asking. I don't want to say give me a handful of ketchup and have you think that, you know, Millie thinks that a handful of ketchup is 10 and uh, Jose thinks a handful of ketchup is two. Uh, No. All right. It's 10. (laughs) Okay. It's 10. And there's, you know, because if you're not coming inside, you know, I used, uh, we were on uh, Pat Unleashed this morning for a true and fat segment and we talked a little bit about this that uh you know if you're inside uh, using wendy's as an example i can get as much ketchup as i want they've got their little pump thing i could use it for as you know i can pump that thing till hell freezes over with all the ketchup i want in fact i've also learned that when i want to take it with me if i go into the restaurant and i have an order to go because a lot of times I believe that it used to be pre-COVID, you would go in even if, you know, instead of going through the drive-thru and having to hope that they get your order right and all of that, you just go in. And so you have it in front of you and you can double check it. You can see and put it in the bag. And uh, I also learned that, you know, they give you the little 
clear plastic cup for water to drink. So while you're waiting for the, you know, your food to get ready, drink of water and you get the plastic cup, you fill that bad boy with ketchup. So that's the way you do it. You know, when you're on the inside, uh, but the drive through that's my whole point. We need a new training process. And, uh, I said, that's a, you know, that's a pretty good, I know each company has their, you know, their own training behind the deal, but they need to pick up the pace on the drive through and the app ordering so they can be more specific on the condiment orders. Just saying, just saying. I also got news from, uh, you know, for those of you that want to stay in touch with the show, you can uh, email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I got a email from a man in Nebraska that says uh, the Nebraska State Fair is this weekend. <laughs> nice. And one of the highlights is the commemorative Jeff Fisher Nebraska license plate. Now I can send more pics, and the pic that he sent, I is uh, I, I opened it up, and it doesn't say Jeff Fisher on it. It's just a Nebraska.gov license plate. It's all I don't understand. I want thought it was a memorial commemorative Jeff Fisher Nebraska license plate. So, I mean, maybe I'm missing something with the license plate that he sent me. Maybe this is supposed to mean something that I don't know. I mean, he thinks it's funny that it says, uh, you know, UC1818 on it. I mean, I know that's probably what. (laughs) I got it. Okay. I got it. I was hoping maybe that it would be a commemorative, you know, actual Jeff Fisher plate. Because don't forget uh, Jeff Fisher, the football coach. Uh, pretty sure if I remember right, he played at Nebraska. So it wouldn't surprise me that there's actually a Jeff Fisher Nebraska license plate. And then that could be, you know, looked at as a commemorative Jeff Fisher chewing the fat Nebraska license plate. I'm just saying. So I'm going through the show sheet today and uh, every day I have so much stuff that I want to talk to you about and we never get to. I mean, I try to get to them all about the end of the week by wrapping it up with Fat Pile Friday, but there's still, I mean, just a ton of stuff. So I'm just going to end today with, you know, running through a few quick headlines. Okay. So we have New York City School District has delayed its in-person reopening by 11 days to avert a teacher strike and give them more time to prepare. What do they need to prepare for? I'm really, I'm really asking that question legitimately. If you are in the window age wise, as a teacher, you get to decide, do you want to go to the school and teach the children? You wear a mask and maybe you make the kids in your class wear a mask when they're in your classroom. Okay, and then you hose down your room between classes every day. Or do you not teach and you say, I will grade papers or I will do attendance, you know, all online at home, do something, right? But I'm not quite sure I will help a younger person who wants to teach my class how to teach. I don't know, something. 
I mean, oh, that's what they need to prepare for. Well, they've seen it coming for quite some time. What have they been doing with their time? What have they been doing? Okay, I'm done now. Uh, Amazon posted uh, and then later deleted two job listings for intelligence analyst. Uh, that might be a good gig. Uh, you might want to apply for that gig. Roles whose responsibilities included monitoring labor organizing threats. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you guys thinking about uh, thinking about a union? Yeah, we're thinking about a union. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I got a guy. Uh, down in the warehouse, uh, aisle three. Uh, yeah. No, I just let you know he's thinking about a he's thinking about a getting together with a union. Okay, thanks, thanks, intelligence analyst. What happened to the guy in aisle three? I don't know. He doesn't work here anymore. I mean, that's what they're that's what they're alluding to, right? And that one guy uh, was alluding to that earlier. That doesn't work there anymore. That uh, he was. Uh, I mean, he's an anti Amazon guy all around now protesting everywhere he may even be and i don't know this but he may even be part of the you know the guillotine gang i don't know that i don't know that he i know he's protested against amazon and bezos and he's very upset and claims that uh they were anti-union uh you think so i'm just saying i don't know there's been a number of people part of the guillotine gang he could be one of them Speaking of Amazon and Mr. Bezos, we talked yesterday about his uh, drones getting the go-ahead for, and we're going to have drones flying everywhere all over America. Well, we find out that the FBI is investigating a man in a jetpack <laughs> flying about 3,000 feet near planes at LAX. Okay, uh, what about, I mean, first, that's very dangerous, right? I mean, you're flying in a jetpack. I don't know how stable you are flying in those, but I mean, when you end up, you know, through an engine, <laughs> hey, you're going to, you know, you could cause a crash, right? If you, if you get sucked into an engine, a jetpack, everything explodes, uh, you're causing serious trouble. Plus, what if you just hit the plane, dunk? Uh, honey, I think that, did that guy just hit us or land on the wing? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just a guy in a jetpack. So we have, I'm not able to do my Fisher Airline sound effect right here, uh, where I'm at right now, so I apologize. But both American Airlines pilot and a JetBlue pilot reported, uh, hey, uh, American Airline flight uh, 1997 tower, uh, American 1997, we just passed a guy in a jetpack. The tower says, oh, okay, thank you. Were they off to your left or right side? Off the left side, maybe about 300 yards or so, about our altitude. A SkyWest pilot also reported the sighting. We just saw the guy passing us in the jetpack. <laughs> so we got all the planes landed in LAX. Yeah, he just went by us too. He's over there. Uh, JetBlue 23 used caution. Person in a jetpack reported 300 yards south, LA final, about 3,000 feet, 10 mile final. JetBlue, we heard we're definitely looking only in LA. Uh, no, that is going to be everywhere now. So just be out. I don't know what they're going to do, man. The drones, the the drones are going to be flying around. They're going to have to be at a certain a certain height. 
they're going to have to be so far away from the airports. If you live close to where the airport is, good luck getting drone deliveries. I don't know if that's going to, I don't know what, how the rules are going to be. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And that's where we're at with the, with the flying cars too, right? We've, oh my gosh, it's going to be so difficult. But the way the airlines are really struggling right now with less flights makes it a little bit easier. Makes it a tad bit easier. I haven't looked at the numbers through the turnstile for the airlines yet. I bet you they're still at around 800,000 maybe, something like that. Let's look at the turnstiles for the TSA. Ooh, wow. So you're looking at uh, yesterday. So for the weekend, you had Saturday. No, that's Sunday, right? The 30th was Sunday, right? So Sunday, they had 807,695 through the turnstile. Monday, they had 711,178 through the turnstile. Yesterday, they had 516,068 through the turnstile. Things are not looking well for the airline industry. So... Yeah, go go ahead, American and JetBlue. We're looking at uh, we're looking at the guy the jetpack. Uh, he's flying. Uh, he's flying about three hundred yards off to our left. I'm still coming in for a landing. Yeah, I just saw a guy passing us by the jetpack. We just saw him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that may only be in L.A. this weekend, but it is coming to an airport near you soon. It's either going to be the drone or Fred in his jetpack that he got for Christmas. I don't know. Is it illegal for me to zip this thing around? I'm just flying around. Figured I'd check out the airlines a little bit. (laughs) Uh, This is not going to be fun. If you're coming in for a landing and Bill is off to your side, flying in his jetpack, giving you a wave. (laughs) Hey, I want to see the footage. I want that posted to Twitter right now. I want to see the guy in the jetpack flying off off to the off to the east or the west or the north or the south, whichever way you're facing as you're landing at whatever international airport it is. I want to see the jetpack guy flying next to the airplane. Send that footage. Tag my Twitter at JeffyJFR. Thank you. And be careful. Oh, 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 oh,